And because of the favor and the call on Abram's lot, on Abram's life, strife breaks out with Lot that ultimately leads to their parting ways. Don't miss this. The strife comes because God has called and favored Abram and the call and favor on his life ultimately leads to the separation between Abram and Lot. Okay, third time's charm. They break up because God has called and God has favored Abram and the call on Abram and the favor of God ultimately lead to the necessity of a separation because when God has called you and when God has favored you, there is no way to walk in the favor of God and still be connected to everybody. See, you had it twisted. You thought the call of God and the favor of God would draw people to your life. But the biblical reality is that the favor of God and the call of God oftentimes have to walk away from folk that we've been in relation with. Oh, teach pastor. Uh, I prepared for y'all to be quiet today. They're called, and the favor leads to separation. Now, now, why Lot? Judy, I could not figure out for the life of me why the Lord allows a situation to come up that causes Lot and Abram to separate. We, we don't read anything about Lot that shows he's got the wrong spirit or the wrong character. But I finally figured out why Lot had to go. Can I share with you why? Because the Bible says in chapter 12, when God called Abram, watch this when you go home, read it. God calls Abram. And the Bible says, Abram departed as the Lord spoke to him. And Lot went with him. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Rewind, you, you missed it. It's so simple, it's profound. God spoke to Abraham and Lot went with him. Okay, you, you. God called Abram and Lot went with him. <laughs> you, you, you still ain't catch. The Lord spoke to Abram and Lot tagged along. The fundamental problem was that Lot was never assigned to Abram's life. Abram allowed Lot to be in his life. You, 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 you just missed it because there's some people who do not have a godly assignment, but they are allowed by you in their life. Watch this, this gets deep because all Lot could offer was companionship, but not partnership. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Let's get deep. The reality is that there are some people in our lives simply because you don't like being alone. And 
so you allow people who can offer you companionship, but they had no godly assignment to bring a partnership to help you on the journey of where the Lord has called you. And God says at some moment, I got to break up your companionship because they are not a partner. God, I feel like preaching there. And one of the greatest life lessons you've got to learn in your young adult years is how to be alone. Can I preach that? God, I feel that right there. You got to learn to enjoy the company of me, myself, and I. You got to stop being so desperate to have companionship that you allow some jive turkeys who ain't got no godly sense about them to be connected in your life because you don't know how to be a girl. Go to the movies by yourself. Send yourself some flowers. Go out to dinner by yourself and enjoy yourself. You cannot enjoy the company of yourself. You will allow lots in your life. Well, the Lord says, I got to break you up from. And sometimes it's got to get crazy to get you out. Please tweet that sometimes. God's got to let it get crazy to get you out. A problem arises between Lot and Abram, and there is no happy medium. There's no compromise. There's no solution that works. Because every now and then, God will allow a strife and a controversy to come that you can't repair. Something you can't get over. You can forgive, but you can't go back. It has become an irreconcilable difference. What do you do when it's clear that it's over? What do you do in a relationship that seemed right a little while ago? God won't allow any longer. How do you handle it when it's time to break up? Does somebody tell me, I'm glad I'm at church today. I'm... Somebody said, Reverend, I didn't know how you knew I was going to be here, but you're talking to me right now. This text teaches us some things you've got to do when it's over. Now, now, you're not going to like all of it. And I can't, I can't even shout it. I'm just going to drop it on your lap and let the Lord apply it to your life. Can, can, can I tell you the first thing you've got to do when it's over? This is tough. This is tough. You've got to be the peacemaker. We don't like hearing that. Because I like doing unto others. As they've done unto me. 
And it is our natural tendency to want to fight fire with fire. But what I see here in Abram is a brother who realizes there's a problem. And the Bible says in verse 8 that it was Abram that goes to Lot. Not Lot who goes to Abram. They both know there's a problem. But somebody has to initiate the peace. Somebody's got to say, we need to resolve this. Somebody has to take the initiative of making it better. I know you don't want to hear this, but the Bible says in Matthew 5, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Hear me, my brother and my sister, in contentious relationships, it comes to an end. Your responsibility as a child of God is to take the high road. Now, now, can we be real for a minute? Can you take your sanctified mask off for a minute? Can we be honest? It ain't easy taking the high road. No, it's not fun taking the high road with somebody that's in the gutter. It's not easy staying committed to the godly way when somebody is playing by any means necessary. It's not easy staying in the right place with God when somebody is using demonic tactics to try to bring you down. But the word of God through Abram is you stay on the high road and you do what you know God has called you to do and you stand in the holy place because the minute you leave the high road, You rob yourself of the ability of God fighting for you. If you want the Lord to fight this battle, and if you want the Lord to lead you, if you want God to resolve it, you got to stand in the right place. We always tell folk, if God is on your side, it'll work out. How do you know God is on your side? I can tell you the real easy answer. When you're on God's side. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was too simple. Um, you know God is on your side. When you're standing on God's side. And as difficult as it may be. You've got to take the high road. You've got to be a peacemaker. Here's what Paul says. Uh, when you got enemies. Pour some love on their head. Treat them with grace and dignity. Respect and love them. And watch how it upsets them that they cannot agitate you. They cannot control you. They cannot pull you off of your godly place. You are so committed to the ways of God that it doesn't matter what you say, what name you call me, what lie you use. I am committed to being the peacemaker. You know somebody tell me you got to be the peacemaker? Abram goes to Lot and says, we got to work this out. Because it doesn't have to get ugly. He says there doesn't have to be strife between us. And in order for that to work, you've got to be committed to not wanting it to get ugly. Now, let me tell you, well, that's a challenge for your neighbor. Because you've got a neighbor on your pew who can only function in ugly. 
talk without cussing. Don't look at nobody, that ain't even right. Some people can only function in dysfunctionality. Lord says, no, no, I, I need you to be the one that says it doesn't have to get ugly. And you show a weakness when you allow somebody else's ugly to make you ugly. <laughs> God, I, I'm not preaching to myself this morning. I, amen, Pastor. Amen. So the so Lord says by Abram, number one, you, you, you got to be the peacemaker. Take the high road. Number two, though, when it's over, you can't be afraid of a difficult conversation. God, okay, can I hang out here for a moment? Abram doesn't ignore the problem. He doesn't pretend like it doesn't exist. He doesn't hope that it'll go away. He goes to Lot and says, we need to talk about something. You may not like the conversation. You may not want to hear what I have to say. It may irritate you. And I can't be afraid of how you're going to respond. There are some things that must be said. My brothers and sisters, so many of us stay in ugly situations that God is calling us out of because you are afraid of a difficult conversation. Somebody on your pew right now is frustrated and fed up, angry and anxious, confused and conflicted, all because you don't want to have a difficult conversation. You don't want to talk about something that's touchy. You don't want to say something they may not want to hear. You don't want to upset them because he's crazy and deranged and may fly off at the hands at a handle and so you're biting your lips you're monitoring your words and you're sitting back in silent frustration I'm of the mindset my brothers and my sisters that it is better to have a difficult conversation than to suffer in silence and one of the things I believe God has pressed upon me to press upon you is to raise a generation of Christians that are courageous and are not afraid to speak the truth in love. That no God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. Stop being scared to express yourself. What kind of relationship are you in if you can't be honest? If you got to lie about how you feel for fear of how they're going to respond. Can I, can I drop three biblical truths on you? And I, I, you know, I, I'm not even going to 